0: I'm Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ QA podcast. Also, you can read these interviews at animationscoop.com. Joining me is the director of one of the biggest family films of the fall and holiday season, Clifford the Big Red Dog. It is in theaters starting this Tuesday, November the 9th. It is on Paramount Plus starting this Wednesday, November 10th. Walt Becker, Walt, thank you for being here on the LCJ QA.
1: Thank you for having me, Jackson. Love your shows and and what you guys do.
0: Thank you so much. Clifford is finally here. I had the chance to watch it last night. It is a very fun and entertaining movie. First of all, how does it feel after the delays and with COVID happening, that this movie is finally out in theaters and at home?
1: Uh, it feels really good, actually. Um, you know, we to to not to have the uncertainty that everybody felt for like a year and a half—like, are theaters even ever going to come back—and um, then to see sort of signs of life a little bit um, was was really nice. You know, you go into it thinking like, "Oh, wow, are people ready to go back?" But I I think they are. I think they've been yearning to to get that theater experience again, and so we have a really good long weekend in a period of kind of this nice holiday season that i I think people are going to resonate you know at that
0: time with kind of the vibe and feeling of the movie for sure and i'm glad the movie is in regal cinemas locations and that paramount and regal were able to make a deal happen that's that's fantastic news we got a lot of them around here in upstate new york I grew up with the Clifford books. I also really liked the animated series with John Ritter. It was really sweet. I remember watching it when I was young. What did you take from that series as inspiration and put it into this film?
1: John Ritter was friends with one of my dear friends, so I had met him a few times. It was it was very sad that, you know, when he passed cuz I thought he had brought as a character and a voice to Clifford, like so much of that warmth and the unconditional love and the fun, because that's kind of just how, what a human being, you know, the type of human being he was. So in in our film, um, like the original books, Clifford didn't talk. So so we didn't have him talk, but we still wanted to capture the essence of this young puppy with just more love to give than, than you know, any being around him. And so I think from that series, it's really just capturing the heart of what John brought to Clifford as that voice. He did a really terrific job for all those years.
0: Yeah, yeah, heart and warmth, absolutely. And what honestly went into the design of the CG Clifford that we see in this, that it's so much fun watching him small and then very, very big uh, over all the sequences in this. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: took quite a while. We had an amazing visual effects company, MPC, who um, had done, they're in London and Canada and the States, and they had just come off the Lion King, the the, uh, live action uh, Favreau updated one, and then also had done Jungle Book. So after seeing what they could do with animals and animal behavior, uh, the producer and I felt really strongly like they were like the right company to actually bring a behaviorally correct animal to the screen. And so it took us quite a long time to figure out, you know, how does puppy fat look compared to other, I don't think they had done a dog before. They might've done like wild dogs, but not kind of a, you know, a giant puppy. And so, yeah, a lot, a lot went into the design, everything from how fur, you know, reflects light to the different modeling. It was, I was very impressed with, I don't think we could have made the movie actually even five years ago, to be honest, Mm -hmm. uh, as the live action version, um, you know, with the technology.
0: Yeah. The advancements in technology. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody who came out of those Lion King and Jungle Book movies was like, Oh my gosh, the visuals in these are unbelievable. And I think families are really going to appreciate what you do with the look of the Clifford in this movie. And there's also a lot of sequences with vehicles and driving and crazy stunts. So as a director, how do you make those work and anticipate when the big red dog is going to come in over the top of a lot of cars?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting and really fun process, to be honest, to to blend the visual effects, which aren't going to be there, with the practical special effects that are getting caught in camera. So, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, we had that truck that, that Clifford goes into quite a bit. Yeah. And on that truck, you know, we had like four bladders. So our special effects guys would be able to, take the 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 truck and the and the back end can just dump as if he's stepping onto it because we figured the dog weighed between like two and three thousand pounds if, if he was real so it would basically dip the thing we could have the the truck go side to side um and so you're literally having to choreograph what we think the, the animation is going to look like, and then into the practical effects that they're handling and get it in camera. And then we go back and, and match it. So it really was a testament to not just our great visual effects people, but the outstanding New York crews. But this was one of the best companies I've ever uh, worked with on practical effects. So uh, the New York crews just did an incredible job.
0: Good, yeah, the movie is a a love letter to New York in many ways and wild sequences through the streets and and through the parks. And what's interesting is you also directed Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. So, and that came out in 2015. So this is, Clifford is not your first time with a live action CGI combo. What did you learn on that Alvin and the Chipmunks movie that you applied to this when it comes to that combo?
1: Yeah, it's weird because after doing Alvin and the Chipmunks, when the lead actors are 11 inches, so what people um, I don't think think right out of hand is if you're shooting this as a director, there's issues of massive scale problems. So mm-hmm. if you have an 11 inch hero, and then a human being is literally attacked of the 60 foot woman or man, that that's the size difference. But mm-hmm. you're trying to create that, you know, this environment where, you know, they're playing off each other. So in that movie, we had to put them up on things because I wanted to shoot them like we would cover a regular actor. In order to do that, they had to be almost eye to eye. In Clifford, this was actually the exact... Opposite problem of scale. So now all of a sudden the humans were much smaller when he's 10 feet tall. And for us, it was really about figuring out the sweet spot in size. Because when you get into a, a practical live action world, if he's much bigger than 10 feet, he is not going through doorways without literally ripping buildings apart. And you know, you don't want to do that through the whole movie. And so we had to figure out what is how can he get how can he live in our world and still be able to go, you know, inside, outside and and all that. So but yeah, it's I, I, I have, you know, there's not, I, maybe there's another one that's even bigger, but it was nice shooting, you know, you know, just visual effects with really small worlds and, and then shooting one with really big ones.
0: Yeah, you've got both of those covered. Walt Becker is my guest right now on the LCJ Q&A podcast, director of Clifford the Big Red Dog. The early access screenings are Tuesday. It's in theaters and also on Paramount Plus starting Wednesday. John Cleese plays Mr. Bridwell in this. He also does a little narration at the beginning and the end of the film. His voice is so oh. iconic. Um, and, and I think about Shrek 2 and I think about many of the other animated projects he's he's been in over the years
1: he, uh, well, first of all, that was like a huge bucket list for me, actor-wise, to, to work with John Cleese, because having watched Monty Python since I was very little, I just, he was a legend in comedy for me, and when I found out that we were going to be able to get him, he just added, first of all, he's such a, a sweet human being in real life, but he added a sense of magic to the script just walking on. He's a huge guy, he's like 6'6". Six, six. His voice, there's just something so incredibly intoxicating with it, and so having him not only, like you said, Jackson, read the the narration, but just the way he talks it, I really feel like if we couldn't, if we didn't get that character right, it, you know, we'd have problems selling the whole conceit of the movie. I mean, he really did bring this sense of magic where you you buy in and lean in that Bridwell does have this kind of magical quality and 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 can can kind of get this little pup who needs Emily and Emily who needs this pup together. So yeah, that was, Oh, he really elevated the movie. I'll, I'll have to say. And I, and Jack Whitehall, who's a British actor doing an American accent in this, but was also so thrilled to be working across from him. We just kept pinching each other
0: all day. Jack uh, has had a big year with uh, jungle cruise as well. And and with John Cleese, yeah, there's one or two lines he delivers early and one or two lines he delivers late where I heard him say it. And I go, huh I'm, I'm getting a new perspective on life a little bit a new perspective on yes. how you look at things from the way john cleese says that so yeah yeah i'm, I'm yeah. glad you have him in the film and you also have you mentioned jack whitehall this cast of comedy titans in this with tony hale and david Allen greer and rosie perez is in it. keenan thompson's in it paul rodriguez is in it did you get them all at once did you get them one at a time how did that casting happen
1: Yeah, we got, uh, Jack came on, well, Darby came on first, then Jack, and then John Cleese. And then what we wanted to do with kind of casting the neighborhood, and especially because we're in New York, there's just such an amazing acting base out here. Um, And of course, you had Saturday Night Live that a lot of guys that we have been friends with and worked on. So we just decided that because we had such great comic talent up front, let's cast all these parts up and just, you know, everywhere you look, you see kind of a fun, familiar, face. So whether it's Rosie Perez suddenly is like the the vet assistant, or if it's David Allen Greer, who I loved uh, growing up watching and in living color. I mean, he was a hero of mine. So he's the super. And then Paul and Horatio are, you know, the neighbors. And then Russell Peters, one of the biggest comics in the world, you know, Canadian is one of the other neighbors and Tova, uh, you know, from Broadway. So yeah, we just we we wanted it. To, we wanted to elevate every little piece of the movie and and make the the neighborhood memorable. And I think that's what we did. They really kind of became a family in real life on the set. And so yeah, to see the results of that, we just felt incredibly fortunate that we could get all of them in. That uh, you know, in the film.
0: I have a friend of mine who went to CinemaCon in Vegas this summer and went to the uh, paramount presentation and was surprised that all of a sudden they said and now we're gonna show all of you Clifford the big red dog did you get uh, advance notice about that how do you kind of find those things yeah that they, big
1: surprises? they they told us they told us that that was um that that was gonna happen you know they we had tested the movie and it tested you know outstanding like 94 with parents and kids and when you when you get a movie that tests equally well uh, with both the kids and parents, I, you know, you feel kind of bullish. You know, um, the the industry, you know, is obviously a little more jaded in terms of all the movies that that come to them. But they just thought it was a really nice way to show exhibition that Paramount was, you know, behind them. You know, that 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 they're going to still swing for in theater experiences. You know, and not just close shop and go all online or streaming. So yeah, that. They told us about that. I was actually glad they did that. It was, that was like kind of, we were really in the thick of COVID at that point, I want to say. So, but yeah, that was, that was a fun little surprise. I liked that.
0: Yeah. Getting it out there. I'm glad those test scores are high. And, and as we, uh, as we close out this episode of the podcast, Walt, what do you think makes Clifford? There, there are so many animated dogs. There have been for decades and decades and decades. What do you think makes Clifford one of the all time great animated dogs?
1: I think the the thing that resonated at least with Jordan and I uh, about the Clifford books in general, I just feel like he really at its core just represents unconditional love. And I think people can feel that from puppies. And so that was the one thing we really wanted to say. We have to keep the essence of this unconditional love in this puppy and bring it to the screen. So I think that's why you know, and then in addition, it's it's not even um, the size, although there is something very, very magical about him being 10 feet tall. And when we when we researched Norman Bridwell's intent when he was writing it, he basically said it all came about because he had fantasized about having a dog so big he could ride him like a horse. Mm. So I think that the that sort of sized dog and something about being able to ride your dog as a horse. That image, I think, has sort of resonated across uh, time and and made Clifford a bit more special than other dogs as well.
0: Mm. It's a cool movie. It's a fun film. I hope families go to the theater starting Tuesday. Watch it on Paramount Plus starting Wednesday. Clifford the Big Red Dog, director Walt Becker. Thank you so much for being on the LCJ Q&A today.
1: Thank you, Jackson. Keep up the fantastic work. We appreciate you guys.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thanks for listening to this LCJ Q&A podcast episode. For more, go to Lights-Camera-Jackson.com.